Hello everyone and welcome to episode 24 of Project Idiot Podcast. I'm so excited to announce our guest today, an organization to help combat homelessness right here in Miami. Put your hands together for a small hand, or ash. Uh, how are you guys today? I'm doing pretty good, actually. <laughs> I'm doing well. <laughs> and who am I here with? DJ. Daniela. Daniela. And Daniela, you started this organization, correct? Uh, yes. Um, well, I began working with someone that flourished the idea mm-hmm. and kind of took it in as my own to start becoming more of a consistent project. Right. And are they still on board or no? No, but uh, definitely support from afar that I appreciate. Awesome. And when did you join? Um, around August. August? Yes. And what made you want to wanna help out? Um... Prior to meeting Sunny, I uh, wanted to get into nonprofit work and sort of volu- wanting to volunteer. And then one night we met randomly, mm-hmm. and she was talking about the nonprofit. And I told her I would help out, and then I was very excited to join. So yeah, she like called that same week. It was like we were hanging out like a Saturday, and then Friday comes along, and I get a message from this person like on my Instagram, and I'm like, oh, okay, like. This person was down. Yeah. So yeah, you can meet me here, and they. It was just like DJ and myself in my garage, and um, making sandwiches, peanut butter sandwiches. That's live. Yeah, it was great. I wanted to ask, uh, how was your first experience actually, like, going out and giving food and even making the food? Um. So I mean, the first time ever we went out was just sandwiches. <laughs> A lot of them. I actually broke the jar of jelly after making the second one. Mm-hmm. I had to make a hundred, so it wasn't the best. A hundred? I was trying to make a hundred peanut butter sandwiches, and I broke the jelly after my second one. Damn. So that was terrible. But um, first time around was really great. I mean, people showed up, and people even donated more than I think Ash has gotten in, in that amount of time ever. And it was, it was incredible to see like, wow, people care, people are listening. So. Cool. Yeah. What about you? What was the question? <laughs> Your first experience giving out food. Um, oh, it was actually only a few of us. It was a very small group. It was, it was heartbreaking. It was a lot of. Um, I cried a couple times. Really? Yeah. I mean, um, at that time we had been hitting like really large populations and they weren't being bothered by that at that time so there was a lot of people out there and it was it was a lot but it was really inspiring and I felt really good I had yeah. like uh I can imagine yeah yeah Ash evolved throughout the first to when DJ jumped in um so it was definitely uh <laughs> it was definitely a sensitive time when it was very appreciative that they still were super strong throughout yeah yeah because usually like like in these episodes we don't like to talk about the pandemic but you guys started during the pandemic Mm -hmm. right so how was that like the heart um really good actually i think it was the perfect time um this was during the beginning of a very like physical um movement for the black lives matter that has been obviously for years um that was back in november mm, this was uh, this was during the summer this is not november this was june earlier i mean 
Yeah, because I got that picture of you. Mm-hmm. No, that that story is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that story is crazy. Well, but, what happened? Uh, <laughs> pretty much just like I was actively going to these protests. It's where the inspiration to start this kind of stuff began. Right. And I, you know, I had signs. I was there, and then few few months later, Rosalind DJ joins. Then few months later of us working together, I get like messages of like her being like, I took these photos of these people that I saw and I was like, what is it that you said? I don't know. Basically like um, <laughs> a few months after I joined, I started like getting this feeling like I've seen her before and it took months and months and months. And I was like, dude, I think I've seen her before. Mm-hmm. And I was at the protest and I was always taking pictures, running around, just taking pictures. Blah, blah, blah. And then... Um, one day I decided to go through the camera roll and kind of see if I could find any pictures because I swear that I've seen her before. Right. And I go through my camera roll and sure enough, I found um, a picture of her there. And we had seen each other. We crossed paths, but we didn't meet at that time. And it was it yeah. was pretty beautiful to see that, you know. It was did. fate. It was yeah, because I remember seeing her and being like, she looks like a cool girl. And then, you know, that's it. We just went our separate ways. Yeah. And, yeah. It's an awesome photo, too. Yeah, it's pretty badass. <laughs> But how was it protesting? Did you guys run into any huge trouble or not? Mm. Did the cops, like, back off? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I definitely... Mm. No, no, it was a definitely not... Um, the cops... <laughs> sorry. Um, it, was, it was definitely what I expected um, and what I didn't hope for, but definitely prepared mentally and... Even then, still escalated to more. Right. Um, yeah, the first time around was like DJ, inspiring, um, heartbreaking, motivating. Um, so many mixed infuriating. emotions. Infuriating. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're like, this is so powerful, but it's so I... depressing and it hurts so bad, but mm-hmm. like, I'm glad to be a part of it and I'm glad mm-hmm. to be here and support it. Right. And I and applaud you guys. It's pretty cool. Not a lot of people can say that they went out and supported. Yeah, I mean, there was no question about it. It wasn't even like, oh, should I go? It was like ridiculous that people didn't go. <laughs> I was just like, okay. Yeah, the, the conflict of that question to me is so humiliating. <laughs> and especially it was during the pandemic. And, so there was a lot of yeah. backlash of, oh, like you can get COVID, whatever. Yeah. No, nah, you're still going to your mini bars. Like, don't yes. even go there. You're still doing your things. You still have your personal lives, yet you choose to ignore something so in your face. It's and it, it was especially insulting because before, like right before the BLM uh, movement started growing in the news, uh, California was in the news for protesting not to wear masks, like to open beaches back up, and it was like and everyone shows up. Yeah, and it was purely and all of the cops for stand down. Reasons. Yeah, but when it has to do with the liberty of others, it's super selfish. And then you guys are doing something like great, like for the community, for from everybody. And then the cops come and it's just like ruin the parade, basically. It's not necessarily that they're trying to do something great. Um, I mean, it is great in itself. It's powerful, but it's making noise. You have to disrupt, and that's the issue at hand. And it's so. Um, it's exhausting and infuriating that the only way to cause any kind of like even communication with these people 
like they won't listen they won't care they won't they put walls instead of um stands for people to come and talk and discuss like you know we used to back in the old days you know like what happened to that what happened to actually listening to the people so what happens is and i mean the fact that it's your youths you know these are the kids i guess you could say that are going to become <laughs> just another brick in the wall right. you know and it's then these issues start happening and you're killing off like our black community and you are losing complete control while taking ours and noise needs to be made disruption needs to happen not condoning it but also supporting it because you have to understand people can't stand and live like this anymore you know so you have to be there as a part of the community and stand with those people protect these people all of every person standing there has a story has a reason to be there and the aspect of it not being great it's because it's our basic human rights and this is not something we should have to fight for they strip it this like this should be an automatic but the fact that we have to fight for it is what is not great about it but yeah. it's a beautiful thing that we, how many people were out there because i didn't expect it we protected didn't. one another as we should yeah it's just sad that's like something that's kind of like common sense is just like an argument yeah like we have to common literally, sense like, is not common unfortunately <laughs> yeah, i've been hearing that a lot lately <sighs> but um now, switching gears a little bit, recently there have been a lot of attacks on the Asian population because uh, they're blaming like COVID on them, especially on the West Side. When, have you heard about that? Actually, I have not. Oh, well, I was going to ask, like, what's your opinions on that? Cause I haven't actually heard any of that. I haven't either. I'm not a, I don't watch the news. I'm, very... Yeah, I'm a little distant with the news as well, but that it sounds absolutely yeah, it's, um, it's illegal. Really, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, there's Completely. Like, like people like pushing elderly like oh my god elderly people like they can't defend themselves stuff like that and most of the time it's people born here you know and it's kind of insulting that they go like oh they say all the basic racial stuff like go back and they're like bro what do you mean go back to where like yeah you have to understand this is so rooted Mm -hmm. i mean the asian population the asian culture like asian people in general have been completely discriminated uh, specifically in California, I mean, the gang relationships there from the Vietnam, from, like, like the Vietnamese, like, every person, like, every culture that has come in here has its own, like, prison. Right. And it's not a, it's not shocking to me that that's happening. Completely absurd that it's so in your face and people still aren't doing something about it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I hadn't heard about that. Um, yeah. I don't know, DJ it's really sad well I had a friend that um she's like from actually not sure but um basically she was like being targeted as well like people were making like side comments and um just kind of like offending her about it and I figured that would happen because I mean humans are pretty predictable no we're so it's so lost yeah I mean I don't know enough to even speak on it but from a human rights standpoint, I mean, it's awful. Yeah. And I, I... We direct all of our problems and just put it under the rug and we don't face that it's a majority of his, the relationship the United States has with these countries. And uh, and she was here in Florida or was she also in the 
on the west coast no she was here but she wanted to move to the west coast but yeah she's in here miami damn yeah well talking about you know your organization where, where do you guys go specifically like where do you know where the homeless population really relies uh, resides at and how do you know like who to talk to where like how to deliver the food and stuff that's a whole that's what makes it a, a real thing you know sitting down and working to make sure that you know where to go we have um people that support us and help us and we do scouts we ourselves personally dj and i will go just randomly throughout the week to go make sure and check up on people and check out our um our groups of community members that we're like consistently going and supporting to make sure they're still there to make sure that they're not you know getting in any trouble specifically so we keep account of that mm-hmm. we also communicate with other organizations and ask them like hey how are you know how are you doing how has it been for you guys is there anything like you want to share we'll share information keep a kind of a, a collective understanding of what's happening and where to go yeah um how do we do the food i mean we get supported by an on organizations we get supported by our community we are donation based so hopefully whatever comes to us we hope that we can produ- provide the correct um materials to the people mm-hmm. um but yeah is there anything that i missed um well basically in the beginning it just it wasn't like we didn't know that many spots yeah. it, it was just like okay we just stop wherever we see people and we just give out food but as we started growing and growing and realizing that we need more like logistics going on to you know see how much food we have compared to the populations we're going to because that's where the worst part comes when you run out of food yeah so you need to kind of be smart about what areas you're going to you don't want to show up to a big area um a big population area and then have five you know boxes of food left so it um it was a lot of going around and around and around Counting and just like heads, talking to people like when you're out there they they talk to you they want that like intimacy they want to be able to have someone to confide in that isn't in that same situation with them because you know it's hard for them sometimes they they well, just want to escape it and yeah. talking to us we could we could help them and you know sometimes they need medical supplies or sometimes they need things that you know other people can't access for them so we do what we can to, you know, pick up those things. But, yeah, just uh, now, like, our maps have a lot of pins in them, and we have, like, sh- like notes of, like, how many people are in each spot. But Who's there, like, yeah. what we can um, remember from the demographic, like, Jackson Hospital or something like that. But, yeah. Oh, um, you asked, like, where the, the majority of the, our work is done, and that's in Overtown. Um, downtown like shy of Wynwood and we've then gone downtown to Miami. we've gone to Miami Beach before mm. oh, yeah. it's it, really over town that's like mm, our main that's spot. our main focus definitely is there any memorable stories in, in particular that <laughs> I was just talking about it the other night oh yeah which one um, it was when I noticed that um, two of the women that we were feeding were about to get into an argument and they were like right in front of you and I remember you being super busy and like everything was super hectic so um one of the women i like you know i talked to her all the time and she had a bicycle 
And then I tried to distract her. I'm like, oh, I'm going to bring your milk to the to your tent, okay? So come with me. And she kept trying to, you know, they were like kind of bickering and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, do you want to race with me? And um, I just started running down the street and she was riding the bike and we were racing. And I was like, oh, yeah, oh my God. I like... <laughs> the amount of happiness that I felt in that moment and like even her like she was like so happy she was like babe to her husband she's like babe I won I beat her we just raced down the street and I won and it was oh my god it was beautiful I have so many stories yeah. it's, there's a lot of like things that um, are very like heartwarming out there yeah. you know I have very 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 few that are ever like negative experiences it's been quite some time so it must be such a like a good feeling like overwhelming I once like sat down with one of my one of my really good friends and just like watched a kung fu movie and it was just like people were just working and talking and we were really just hanging out at that point like and I just like literally laid down like you know next to him and just like sat up and we were just watching this kung fu movie and just laughing and talking it was really relaxing it was definitely one of my like I guess quirky moments. I guess it's so simple, it's but simple, it's such yeah. a beautiful it's moment. It's a little stuff. Because yeah, that that's we're children at heart. You know, we we crave those simple intimacies with people, and whether we admit it or not, it's the best thing in life. Yeah. I mean, you are not very we're not very separate in a way. Yeah. No, of course we're all we're like we're all the same deep down. We're all just people, human beings, man. If we think we're of the an, same if species. I think of another story. <laughs> Because some of these stories are, like, so incredible. No. But if I think of one, I'll, I'll stop and I'll, I'll say it. I mean, no, like, this is a, a good space to express <laughs> yourself. Tell everything you want. Thanks. When I, um, I remember, like, once I gave um, one of the women out there, Gloria, beautiful person, I love her. Um, like, we didn't have, like, shoes typically that were her size. Mm-hmm. And um, I happened to be the same size as her. And one day I was able to run out there and like give her shoes that I, like I, I used to wear, and oh my God, she was so happy. She was so happy. She put them on and they fit her perfectly. And you know it was just it was really really nice. And then when we gave the colored pencils to Jr. Oh my gosh, that, that was, was incredible. We just sat and did some art. And he just started drawing immediately. And like a few other people, it was. I'm pretty sure that's the picture that. Um, oh yeah, the picture yeah. you posted. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was when he started coloring and. So we did a Christmas distribution, and um, I remember <laughs> it was like this one night. No, I'm not, not even gonna even gonna lie. It was like three a.m. and like we were driving around town, having a good night, and we had a, a gigantic bag of stuffed animals <laughs> that we were gonna give. Like we had been giving out, but um, my boyfriend owned, like he worked at PetSmart at the time, so he had like in all of these gigantic stuffed animals mm-hmm. and around like there were so many of them like you wouldn't drove. actually like imagine that there was no there was a multitude and we there donated. was so many different we types gave them of animals to different organizations <laughs> there were so many animals yeah. and we went around like 3 a.m and just like i all the people that i like just knew and just like coming by and giving stuffed animals oh and, they were so happy and oh they got to God. choose which and one they, they st- wanted you still see them like they like hang them up and i'm like oh my god that's from christmas um it's great to see like the supplies that can bring and like the stuff like the shoes like i was like those are my shoes you know like those look good on you and um just seeing that like someone is just as happy with those stuff that just sit around in other people's houses 
then it makes yeah. you like feel bad because you want to like do more you know you want to because you, you see going. how happy it makes them that you're you just don't like stop. no absolutely not i don't think we will no that's good i mean in this line of work there must be a lot of people you you run into like over and over again i'm assuming right oh yeah absolutely yeah, definitely that's how you remember the areas and you can share information like go to you know go to robert go to gloria go and you just remember like we know these spots by the relationships of the people we have like we've, we've seen people on their first day there we've seen people on their last day there we've seen people there nine years mm. uh there's children that have like grown up there yeah that's and they've whole told other... us about it yeah, and it's cool because you guys like build a personal connection with them. Mm, absolutely, like you would with any other person. Yeah. Like you sit around and you meet long enough and you talk like that one person in class. You see what common interests you may guys not be have. Like, you know? a, it may be a quick interaction and it may not be like as long as another, another casual friend, mm-hmm. but it is definitely just like monumental during the time that it is. Right. Very, very wise people. Oh my gosh! I mean, the things that they have taught me. Mm. Anything in particular? Um, okay, I have to think about this one because I remember the moment. But I have you to... have to take care of yourself first. Oh my god! Always get told, specifically from this one older woman that. What's your name? What's your name? I don't want to disclose too many names, but I guess it doesn't. Does it? Um, you say like a nickname, right? Her name's Cheryl. She's um. Shout she's out to Cheryl. Older she is yeah shout out to you um she's definitely like an an older wise figure that has taught me a lot because of like the way that she handles herself and the people around her she's a very motherly figure to everyone mm-hmm. um but her 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 herself you know she's gone through so much and um but yeah just we just recently like lost that area and that space um because the tent that you know i don't know if you've heard but um they've been cleaning out all of these um like tent cities when you say they you mean the city right i mean the police i mean the city i mean i mean everyone i guess we pay for these people so um i means we're involved and yeah we don't know where people went so yeah I mean I wanted to get into that because I, I saw you guys talking about it and posting about it mm. uh, that the city's just going around like taking all these tents to, I don't know where they're putting everyone else like relocating them like what what it, like what are your thoughts on that do you think obviously they could handle it better what do you think they could do to make the situation better who the city like Miami like Miami did Broward start with like simple housing giving them a place to stay i mean you're just putting them in a motel really far away where they have no access to contact their families and compliance to making them like if they don't they go to jail mm-hmm. like if they fight for their stuff the only things that they have yeah they go to jail and it's like you're putting people in a horrible predicament and then where they're gonna go once the time is up like will they give them a day three days like what what can you do when you're far away and you don't know where you are and you're not getting the help that you need naturally and it's you're just, tired your bones hurt you I mean, have mental illness have, that you don't have medication they, for they suffer from a lot like they they're not only the mental but the physical like one time we had um there was a drunk driver that 
hit um, one of the spots that we go to, and it he just hit a few of them, and like they were limping. Like the hospital discharged them within the same like like day. Like they didn't actually give them the medication that they told them they. We wanted. went out two days after. And then you found out. I'm assuming. Oh no! It was a, it was a week after. Yes, they told us that it he was came the same by. night that we were out there yeah, distributing. It came out afterwards because they told us it was a week after. I remember because they told us it, but they they when I saw their scars and like the the injuries, they it was taken like care of. it was like two. It was like a two day old wound. It was so infected and so, um, I mean, the inappropriate amount of like medical care. procedures and care we've had to do is just absurd. <laughs> and unnecessary because a majority of these people are um, hurtled around like hospitals and health centers, medical centers, and community members. Uh, so yeah, it's a little period. The hospital knows they're not going to make money off of them, so they. Just... We had volunteers have to pick up an, uh, a man that Friday, the week before the, that camp got cleared out, that was completely crippled. And they had to drive him to the hospital um, because he had been waiting for an ambulance for seven days or something like that. Five days. He had been waiting, so like they knew to come pick him up, but it took that long for them. No. That is... It's inhumane. Inhumane. Heartbreaking. I mean... Heinous. Um... You know, obviously you guys have a, a whole perspective about that world and that situation. Is there any misconceptions that you think uh, the general public has about homelessness as a whole? They so can't many. just get a job? Yeah, that, that's something I hear a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, it's, it's like that mindset, it just boggles me because I, I don't understand how you could just simply say like, oh, just go get a job. And I mean, someone like right now in this situation, I hope the pandemic maybe opens up some eyes to, to help see people that like, anybody can literally be in that position and yeah. getting a job is not as easy keeping housing is not that easy running a business transportation is not that easy. clothes we're talking about I mean, like, miami is one of the most difficult trans i've lived in boston and new york and you know i've seen like good public <laughs> not transportation. great but, but fair transportation and mm-hmm. miami just makes it quite difficult for a lot of people and then I were just talking about it the other day, how um, on the highway it says, like, why not, um, why drive, ride public transportation? And we were like, what are you talking about? You go to, like, one spot and it's just one straight row. Like, how, how are... The whole, the whole point of it is, like, they can't... Okay, um, and you have to understand something, like, your body's physically ill at this point. Majority of these You're malnourished. People, so... One of the causes of home, like m- one of the majority of causes of homelessness, people think is is like addiction. Like you're just a drug addict that gets thrown out into the streets. Your family doesn't love you anymore. Whatever, cool. That can happen, but you have to understand the process before all of these things are systemic. Okay, so you're just judging a person based on why they're like on the street because they couldn't pay for medical bills a majority of the time yeah so you can't afford medical bills you can't get a job i feel that most people like um you know started getting into substance abuse due to their situation yeah not the other way around yeah Yeah. like what what else would you be able to do to cope with that i mean 
why would you have the urge to like like go and work out and if you don't even have food money for food to even get the energy to do that right if you don't have a place to lay your head it's why just would too you much judgment i think is one of the things it's just you gotta you gotta stop thinking that you know everything about people and like about what you're this the country people think about in. it from their perspective yeah they're like oh it's easy it's like it's not oh, and then they have a car and they have like connections because their families and stuff like that and then they're able to get a job and they're like yeah. oh you see how easy it was they're like, or they're white exactly. you know <laughs> it's like a majority of reasons that people like really need to get their head out of their ass sorry i don't know if i can say that but no, yeah you can you're good. it's like you don't know everything you need to stop judging and you need to start helping instead of complaining mm-hmm. because instead of just sweeping people off the roads you know there's ways us a collective whole can do something instead of just like complaining about the problem the whole time let's find a solution exactly i mean i see you just today you guys posted that you uh, bought a couple of sleeping bags you said that was really cool i always wondered how's a way that someone could support but they're like they themselves are low on funds like so they can't like send money like what what can they do to help you guys there's quite a few things i mean you can share it you can repost it you could tell like restaurants about it we've been actually been getting help from um we got uh, chicken from a restaurant the other day. Yeah, because our friend knows a person there. Was like, hey, this nonprofit. Just talk these, about these it. People are and doing then this. People want to help if you talk about it and you just you know like and share it around. If we can't use it, we give it to someone else that can. Right. Like just you know, we want to be a uh, we want to be a branch to other people as well that are doing this kind of stuff. So if you are able to give or get something that we can't utilize or you know we want to make sure that we can give it to someone that can like fresh food for instance on a on a, on a monday yeah we'll try we'll find someone that can and that's if you can't do that you can come volunteer we always love having people come and work with us we love people like that feel passionate about you know we have direct action us, like right there sometimes they work and they they work nearby and they just come right after work and they'll just help or yeah sometimes they just like help me organize a few like like a bunch of clothes um and then they leave and then i'm like it was nice meeting you (laughs) (laughs) thanks i appreciate your time and like maybe i won't see them again but sometimes they come back and it's really great there's so much just be there listen use your voice that's about all i can say about that educate educate yeah research a little bit more before you have like a complete like fighting the stigma decision. like like when you educate people you help them understand better and you know then they teach other people and when they hear the wrong thing then they help and they yeah. educate and it Try becomes and keep a, some like knowledge of the people around you you know not it's not everything is about like your um environment and your issues and your problems because I don't know. It, it that I do that I do think that this does do a healing for an inner person to start doing more work with other people. Right. Uh, it, it cures you from a hold that you have with your own life and your own feelings. It's like a spiritual like fulfillment because you're you're not doing it. You for realize yourself. you're not alone. You realize that this isn't just about what you're feeling and what you're experiencing and like there's people that that, need that help. day-to-day like TikTok, you know. And there's people out in the world that will teach you so much and that need so much. 
and you can give to them and they will give to you like i promise like there is a reciprocity like it's beautiful like you yeah. receive so much when you go out there and even if you don't get anything back it's so go to a local garden go to a school volunteer like i remember when i was in new york i went and i did like workout classes with like in the lower east side and it was like a public school that i would just go to in the middle school and it wasn't the most positive reactions but at times it was and it was other moments but i remember just learning so much from that experience it was completely like free <laughs> like right. you know there's something there's always something you can do it doesn't I, just have to be with us yeah i might yeah there's plenty of ways to volunteer there's soup kitchens around absolutely yeah uh at my old job at the plaza there were there was like like a couple like homeless people that would stay at this one particular gas station and i work at, i used to work at like a, a kitchen and at the end of the night you know we were forced to like throw out all the food and stuff and then i would be like that's a huge waste it like literally hurts the soul a little bit seeing all that like mass food go to waste and it's all over the world yeah it's not just obviously like, a particular place this has been happening for a while like we don't choose we don't always enjoy talking about it or seeing it because uh-huh. we're so busy with our agendas mm-hmm. um we don't have time to look at like in between the, the lines and the cracks and when you start noticing and you start reflecting and you start like picking it's up all on that social rug, media so you see like you yeah, see tiktok has been one of those that I've, I've heard that younger kids are able to educate themselves on um you know instagram has ways to twitter. get involved with your community twitter all these platforms could be utilized in a positive way it's not just a negative like um you know uh what is it addiction that most people say and um there's just an issue at hand of whether or not you want to actually take that decision to jump out of your personal life and start doing this kind of stuff it's not easy and but there is reward and it can open up and can change everything in your life and heal and, and you would say social media has been a, a huge help for for you in particular? I mean, I wouldn't know. Um, a majority of this help was out there if it wasn't for that. Um, just the messages we get in a few days, the people that just show up randomly. I mean, all sorts of hairstyles and cars and, you know, Such masks. <laughs> like, these people are so incredible all over the world just coming by. And, like, I'm like, wow, like... It's an inspiring, inspiring experience, and I would have never had that if I didn't have um, those kind of platforms to get the word out and have my friends share and have their friends and their friends and their friends, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, where do you guys see yourself in the future? Like, let's say five years from now, do you see yourselves, like, getting bigger, getting more, like, like a set schedule for foods and distributing? Yeah, I mean, I definitely... Um I want to do more. I mean, we're in the process of also another organization for like artistic and musical, you know, supplies and therapy. So, um, can you say the name? Yes, Colorway, mm-hmm. um, CW Miami. It would be on Instagram. Um, but basically, I, I truly see like multiple organizations just like in different parts of the world, and I want to continue this. I was like, I continue my education. I want to you know, incorporate it all and help people in a more social aspect. Mm. Um, 
yeah I mean it's one of those things that I put like my whole support into and I want to see these small projects continue to like grow show up yeah definitely I mean these are seeds that you're planting um ash in itself doesn't plan to grow in itself like a corporation or like uh, no we just want like all of like this organization and all the other to ones grow. to like come yeah. together and be in a scheduled manner that we it can should just all be do a community what... kind of yeah uh, like this is not meant project. to be like you know but i do want to in like five years hopefully have the ability with like what i want to do personally myself like i still have my dreams and my goals it's not just to stay planted in one place um but definitely to travel and to try and see if i can plant some seeds around to other community members and see if I can stay in certain areas to grow m- more projects like this of direct action um, yeah. I know people are out there I know that there's so much I mean the world is a broken bone you know everyone kind of needs to start working together and I hope that there's an ability and a chance for me to one day be able to create those things while still leaving something that's just growing here and just continuously working as a, a powerful movement that's not necessarily ash but it's just the people yeah i do also see that um like if we were able to get the funding that we would get a space and have like a kitchen and be able to be on a more scheduled manner and so many people want to do this yeah like we're different times of the day at different days of the week like everybody's available on all these different random times (laughs) and days and if we can be able to like have a space that we can have people coming in and out cooking packaging we're able to train everybody like it could like you know function on its own and we can you know be there to you know help it grow but it's great to see like that one person that's like by themselves in their kitchen cooking up some like meals and then just going out with like two of their buddies or something but like they shouldn't have to do that they should have like people that like are there and like every day um we want to make sure that like everyone feels like they can get involved we wish we didn't have to just do it one day a week mm, like absolutely. most That's... like we really really wish that this was something that could happen on the daily but we have the ability to and the people it's, it's just... just that between like funding and and like our own personal lives i mean there's not that many of us like we do get a lot of people that want to volunteer but not everyone shows up and sometimes people get sick or something happens and people got their lives yeah you know like you gotta remember like this is like of a side thing that people don't see this as a priority even though it is for at least like for us i think it is a priority to them it's not even like that i don't think that it's not a priority as much as like things get in the way problems happen you know yeah but your priorities are school and work and stuff like that so people are you can't sit there and say oh i'm gonna skip class for this because then you're messing up your grades you're you know it's like your life comes first that's what what cheryl yeah, taught me you know like you come that. first you gotta and that's something that i really take to heart so that's why I, like, when i can't do it every week and I, my body's telling me please like you know lay in bed for a minute and eat <laughs> i try and listen it's not easy all the time no. but there's people that can pick it up when I can. Like, that's the whole point, you know? Like, I shouldn't be having to do this. DJ shouldn't have to be doing this. Um, all these other organizations that, like, I am so inspired by and fond of um, shouldn't have to be so exhausted and, like, um, have $2 in their donation fund while they have, like, all these, like, 
um, tools and strength to go out. We have the will to do it. It's just like, it just comes down to the manpower mm. and funds. And the funds, yeah, <laughs> definitely. The space. The time. <laughs> you know. The time. I could More completely devote my life to this mm. and get a degree without and get paid and <laughs> all that. And I, we want that degree. Yeah, get that you know, degree so you can do something So more. we can do more when we get, you know, yeah. the education because, you know, you're nothing without that it education. It is a flawed system. I swear to God, well, but you will make it through and you will inspire yourself to change it in some way in your own life, which will directly affect others. That is the purpose of your existence here is to feel and to inspire someone else like other people like right just get and in tune with that that goes into my next question but before i want to ask uh, what days do you guys um go and distribute fridays. is it specific or is it different every week <laughs> we go out whenever we can but fridays um sometimes we'll get calls like there's little projects around or so yeah um, sometimes we'll like do side ones like but Tuesday, Thursday, but it's Friday. typically on fridays mm-hmm. is when because most of us have put our schedule to like be like and Fridays one world, are clear. One World, One Heart goes out Thursdays. Uh, you have hot plates um, for the houseless that go out Saturdays and Sundays. Um, you have the Sound Miami. You have Miami, hot, like, how, uh, what is it? Miami Houseless Project. You have all of these organizations. I don't know the direct days, but like you have community care. These groups of people that are like just coming up and like they have days and like schedules and like care and time for this it's like go and spend some time uh, to research them see what they're doing um get a feel of like your comfortability with them and see if you can find a way to support them whether it's signing a check lending a hand um driving a car sometimes that's all it takes like something so simple like driving your car listening to your music you don't even have to get out you know right yeah literally just your transportation (laughs) helps us (laughs) yeah like but yeah I mean, going into your your guys' personal lives a little bit, what do you do career? How does it help with their project, with what you guys are doing? <laughs> like, is one of you guys medical, and then you're, like, helping with first aid with the homeless? Uh, no, no. We have no medical training. Oh, I do. But, but, like, or you do. I'm a medical assistant, but I haven't worked in See, like... we're still getting to know each other. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I um it's like the first time all over again. <laughs> yeah, it's romantic. <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't worked in like a year because this uh, pandemic hit and I lived yeah. with my grandma and then pandemic is still hitting. <laughs> so and then I got surgery, so I haven't worked. But yeah, I'm typically a medical assistant or front desk in a medical office. Um, but my career choice is psychology. Psychology. Yes, I will be probably changing it to social work. Uh, due to, um, actually, Ash, <laughs> um, I was speaking to my therapist about this, and she was telling me that social work is better because it's more community-based, and that is something that I'm very interested in, and, and it's my passion, so um, I want to help with substance abuse, mm-hmm. so I feel it's really beneficial if I'm able to do community projects and help tackle this, because I've had people literally ask me where can I go to get off of drugs and I don't know what to say because (laughs) where is there even though places that are accessible aren't accessible they're not they make it seem like they are but they're not like there's wait lists there's like you have to have money like IDs they they don't social security Mm -hmm. there's not a place for them to get clean and 
and when they get up to go get to those places they have the f- consistent fear that their things will be gone when they get back and that is everything and that has happened and we have seen it from the hands of the cops and other law enforcement so there's a whole you need people like DJ right I mean and I think that's like therapy is also really good and like being a psychologist because a lot of the times just talking to somebody just talking it out really helps like just it can make someone's day honestly no matter it could seem simple or small but but personally like I've seen it it really uh, brings someone's mood up brings up the spirit I guess that's kind of like why I love what I like like what I do um anthropology is like what I kind of got me into um opening my mind mm-hmm. to difference and to um different cultures different communities um and in that whole process of learning about someone it's not just like standing in the back and like visualizing them and writing in a journal like in secretive it's like sitting down and talking and hearing what people have to say sharing a story hearing a story sharing food um like a plate of food it's a way to build trust and i hope that while i continue working i can eventually create get funding for projects so i can sit with large communities and truly be able to like properly execute a form of like written document of like what's going on in these places so there's a more understanding for our community and for the people that don't have access to um this kind of information by doing that i'm not just there and just taking this information i'm working with them finding ways to involve the outside world into this place so we can continuously provide for one another through a form of like transactionalism and gift giving and receiving and learning what it's like to exchange once again because that is a lost art that anthropology is consistently reminding me that we need to get back to Mm -hmm. Uh, we need to get back to like sharing and communicating and working one another because we are indefinitely just separated as a human race right now and there is absolutely nothing we can do but take it from the roots in a radical form but in the process of doing all that there needs to be you know, there's, there's people that don't want to be disturbed in the process of these kind of things. And there's also people that need to be heard during these things. And I hope that anthropology has taught me enough to, like, properly, um, respectively get this kind of information so the outside world can get involved as well as people being heard and, like, sharing a relationship. I love personal relationships mm-hmm. that I gain from just that one-on-one. All right. And... Even with everything going on in the world, like all the bad stuff, like literally the whole world is in a pandemic. Uh, there's always like a bright light at the end of the tunnel because seeing everyone come together for all these problems, like especially the youth, it really, it's comforting in a way. It gives me hope for like a brighter tomorrow. And seeing you guys especially is, is, is great. Like personally, like I was gonna wait until after, but I wanna, I wanna volunteer. I'll pull up, I could transport, I could cook. Absolutely. I use my, I use my safe certificate for the good use. Absolutely. You are welcomed in our house. For sure. Don't let me know the next time because, like I said, I quit my old job. But. Hey, it's good. <laughs> so I got a lot of Get out of there. Now. Yeah. Right. 
find your next your next move mm. we appreciate that yeah thank you so much um it means a lot yeah well taking a, a step to the side you guys seem like intelligent really bright uh i'm really into asking uh, philosophical questions and on the i was gonna ask you guys a new one but i'm, I'm gonna repeat the one from the last episode because i feel like it implies a, a situation more so i want to get your opinion on this is it bad or is it good when <laughs> is it bad or is it good when someone does something good but for the wrong reason like they have bad intentions behind it the example i used previously was let's say there's a gentleman or a lady walking down the street and they see somebody helping the homeless like donating talking and giving out food and they go oh like i want to talk to that person i find that person attractive let me go donate let me let me you know make it look like i'm doing good uh being a good samaritan but in a different case if that person wasn't there they were just kept on walking and ignored them yeah i actually talked about this with my friend the other day that um yeah it's it's horrible in my opinion um we were talking about it in the sense of like uh, when you give out money, people expect like the universe to give it back to you. Mm-hmm. When you help somebody with money, like you know, they're like, "Oh, okay, the universe is gonna give it back to me." I don't find that to be um, genuine, because uh, right. you are expecting something in return. You're not doing it from, you know, the bottom of your heart or the top of your heart. You, it's not your intention. Your intention is not to help that person without any like, um, like product back. Like, you want something to come out of it, and I think that's wrong. I mean, um, you shouldn't really expect things out of um, doing good for others. Mm. I think it's it's rather... It's slimy. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> why I describe it. Not to purposely play devil's advocate. Um, I, I don't see it as such a terrible thing. Mm. I don't value their ethics and morality that's for sure um but in a way i mean sometimes people are doing things like for example the example you presented of this person just trying to like hit on this person Mm -hmm. okay like whatever they have their own personal notions they're still doing something it may not be for the correct reason but it doesn't seem like it's a terrible like reason for them you know to feel like they're a bad person in general right but given the example giving the example no yeah giving the example of like giving and manifesting and all that um stuff like as long as that's not the only reason like no that i think that's what that 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 bugs me that does because it's like that in itself is completely against the whole notion of what it's about it's a it's a real feeling it's like saying sorry and not meaning it it's like saying i love you and not meaning it or thank you like it's got to be from the heart and that's when it will truly be given back to you so like even in itself like they're just they're giving out money they're not even going to receive anything so i'm not even like worried about them you know what i mean i'm like that in itself is gonna is gonna block receiving anything from the universe when you're giving something like when you're doing something good and you know deep down you're not doing it for a real good reason it's gonna rot in you yeah 
I don't think most people actually it, care it, for if a your while. For at work, at first, it won't. It's not gonna be a swift, like oh, I feel like shit that night before. Like the night, yeah, you don't sleep that night. You know, like yeah. it's just like you, life is gonna throw things at your way, and you're not gonna know why. But if you're not conscious enough to have true intentions, you're not gonna be conscious enough to recognize what. I guess in a way, I done. just I don't I don't worry about those people oh but that you see that's the thing is that i'm extremely psychologically based so i think about behaviors and intentions all Mm -hmm. the time so this is something i've thought about many times i've seen it for myself i've seen people pretend so you want to get him a number and stuff like that like it's 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 slimy if they get in my way that's a whole other situation Ooh, if you get in if you start like interfering with like actual genuine direct action I will, you will definitely be put in your place. It's right. just intention for me. It's yeah, like, it's like I I want your intentions to be true. So if I notice something like that, I think it's it's terrible because why why do all of that? Like it, for show is just coming to do nonprofit work or you know volunteer work just for Instagram. Yeah, just in, yeah, oh for God is one of my biggest. Like, yeah, but you see little. Irks. But that was the point. Is that yeah the it's intentions an are not it's an irk yeah. definitely it's, it's it terrible bugs me. Like, i'm not like you... i'm <laughs> not like la daddy like I, I i notice it it bugs me and it frustrates me to a degree but like i don't have time to care about those people and like to wish them ill or anything because i'm like you in itself like it's gonna sit in you one day and it's you're not gonna know what is what stinks so bad and it's gonna be that that ungenuine action consistently just like over time just because it becomes a void you know yeah Yeah. you're feeling something i don't know what it is but it's definitely not going to be with fake um Mm. care and did you guys run into that problem i hope not that people went to support for cloud and or just to do it for the instagram yeah (laughs) i uh plead the fifth (laughs) Uh, yeah, <laughs> just leave it at that. But me personally, I think ethically, it's it's we've wrong. We've seen it all. Yeah, we've seen it all. Yeah. I, I we can can concur that <laughs> it's we've happened. seen churches that we want to just. I want to punch a pastor. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, uh, I've I've yeah. worked I with mean. Trump supporters. I've worked with uh, all sorts of different types of people. Uh, I've gotten in. I mean, the way I met DJ, I don't even care about you. Like, I'll speak your name. Um, called the cops on people that we were feeding that same morning. Yeah, like, oh, wow. completely out of line behavior that I had to just completely come down from my high horse of, like, me working with someone and stuff and be like, I fucked up real bad. I should have never trusted someone to be working so close to these people um that are clearly in a sensitive state you know right. just to have them come and call it and especially when their perspective is already foggy oh my god and i had and i knew like i knew they were not like you know they had some nails like some screws out yeah. but i still was like okay you know i'm gonna take what i can the resources that i can so i can provide like that's my that's my motto like as long as you're not actively like disrupting or causing any kind of like hate discrimination if you're just like a crappy person that like sits in their own self-hate all day and like hates the world but you're gonna give me pounds of food or 
I'll be like, I'll take from you, sure. You're going to donate $400? I'll take from you, sure. Because your intentions are not right, but ours are. Um, but I'm going to do something <laughs> with that. That's good. Wait, but <laughs> I'm a little confused on the story. So you, you guys went and gave all this food, and then the next day you called right, to call so, some people you gave out food to? Or what I mean, the proper story is me working with this. I was, like I said, we started off just making sandwiches, you know? Like, mm-hmm. we were just making peanut butter sandwiches minding our you know our business not really thinking in scale at that moment because we were very focused on these care bags um supplying humanitarian supplies collecting all of these things and this one person messages us and i'm like at a tattoo shop i'll never forget and i'm like oh my god this person just sent me like a paragraph saying like we're gonna cook for you guys i'm like what like no way absolutely like cook and we'll help distribute along with our other resources like this is incredible great opportunity you hear that and you're like relieved because you're like wow this and is then i started like good. seeing some of her posts and i'm like oh, she's a bootlicker cool like <laughs> uh then more things and i'm like you know a little worried but trying not to like yeah. see any i don't see any kind of active she has a child she's got a job i'm like as long as i don't really see any like kind of active issues like and then we go and we help she cooks a bunch of food we go out that day we distribute um i told by my friend like hey you want to go hang out i'm like yeah sure i end up meeting dj legitimately the night that we met and i was like having a great time with dj we're in a car about to go to like the beach and i get my a message from my friend being like oh this was like it was a it was saturday i'll never forget she was like hey like are you sitting down i'm like yeah like what's going on she was like go look at this person's story right now and then i got it and i'm looking and she's pretty much like disclosing like a whole like 17 squirrel long story of her explaining that the people that she had been feeding that afternoon with ash tagging us and being like you know we i drove around that afternoon again to find these people congregated listening to music smoking drinking dancing and i'm like that sounds lit like that sounds so fun like, like what's wrong with that? i was like that sounds like a so great like, everybody time. does like I i'm like i was about to go do that like you know um it was like then she started saying it, so i you know um what is it, Miami MPD? I don't know the acronym for them, but they were like, Miami Beach, um, NYD, like, whatever, like, you guys aren't doing anything to, like, help with this issue, like, I called you guys, you guys came, you, like, disrupted it, but, like, what are you gonna really do about this issue? Like, and I'm like, oh, fuck no. What the fuck? I was like, you're a psycho. And so those kind of issues, like, caused a lot of, um, like, distrust with, like, people that wanted to help, like, I was like, you're guilty until proven innocent. Um, and I didn't like that. I hated that feeling. Right. I had to, like, wean out of that. And now I'm back to a more, like, sensible... But that was definitely a really tough situation that I really didn't... I don't ever want to encounter again because that ingenuine can be very aggressive. Right. It can be very, very, very violent. And that is when it becomes a problem. That is when I... I start to worry. Well, looking at it, uh, glass half full. I mean, the only I think the only good thing that came out of it is that you you learn to like who you trust in the future, so you won't make that mistake again. Yeah, never like that's why um, something that one of the organizers from Hot Plates for the Houseless um, told me the other day was um, it's very important to know uh, values 
and beliefs before not beliefs as in like religion beliefs as in like ethics morals exactly and i was like you know what like i gotta really step that up because i am willing to work with taking from the rich and giving to the poor kind of Mm -hmm. motto but i gotta be very careful um it's a delicate situation that can harm people that cannot afford to be harmed anymore which is why we're out there consistently actively and asking for other people to be active because one day to the next can be so much in that one life yeah uh before we jump into instagram questions um, i wanted to ask another philosophical question if it's okay with you guys Mm -hmm. um so doing a whole reversal on the previous question how do you feel about someone doing something quote-unquote bad but with good intentions so a perfect example would be robin hood you know he's stealing and by law stealing is bad but they're suing from the rich and giving it to the poor that whole thing like what are your thoughts on that phenomenal <laughs> we Definitely. are robin hood yeah like in all honesty <laughs> like somehow in some way get in tune with your inner robin hood he's got yeah. great ethics great morals definitely a poster child for yeah <laughs> what people need to be doing in a sense of like separate yourself from the chains of being a millionaire <laughs> and yeah. being so wealthy uh like it's abs- completely absurd you've lost it if you think that that's like the direction that you need to go and um people that make th- that amount of money and are able to distribute it are great right um to an extent you have to understand like as you make more money you should not be having that much money <laughs> mm-hmm and the people that take the time to like find ways to get resources even if it's not in the, in the most uh legal way there's a reason <laughs> that they are doing <laughs> it and i feel like very strongly on- no it's that, that's the kind of stuff that like i definitely enjoy seeing in a in an extent <laughs> yeah. yeah because you know it it can only go so far yeah, because every situation is like different you- but circumstantial exactly but there is a lot of times and a lot of stories that we hear um that people get caught stealing for resources they need like food yeah that's what i'm things to sell we actually um we met we met somebody that he i'm pretty sure that he had stolen something so that he could like do yard work to to make Um. money and that's someone that basic like, needs he just needs to make money yeah he stole, stole it as a child gun. it yeah it was it, it was as a child and he paid juvenile for it. yeah it's it's like a whole what do you system. put you put humans in the predicament of being starved of being have nowhere to put their head and then expect them to not do things um it's illegally like, like they need to survive exactly. like they what else are it's they a supposed threat to, to do? survival it's a literal threat to survival you what is your brain gonna tell you to do fight or you flight, have the you know? the choice like okay like i i'm either i die or i go do something bad what are you gonna choose we're not advocates for crime in fact we want to lower that mm-hmm. but helping is lowering it exactly. generality we're not going to be able to like fight this without helping and giving them the resources so they don't have to you know you don't like, have to take to if it's being given you know like it's something that we want to advocate for consistently like it's gonna be a safer place you're not gonna need all of these like chains and we can't even be mad at them when they want to take extra food for themselves and lie to us because 
sorry because they like their brain is telling them when's the next time am i gonna get food when's the next time i'm gonna eat how 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 can i be mad at somebody that's literally just trying to survive right it's it's what our brain is gonna tell us to do mm-hmm. yeah and even like just like i was having the discussion the other day that just because it's like like a written rule or like illegal doesn't mean that it's ethically bad like uh, going back around to the to the protest uh like miami or florida put a bunch of curfews on and stuff like basically forcing people to not protest but people were breaking that law quote unquote but to do the good thing to do the right thing yeah so it's like just because it's a rule doesn't mean that it's wrong like who created that rule like what are their intentions what is their perspective Mm -hmm. i mean what are we gonna follow it to control the masses they don't understand they have no clue as Mm -hmm. to what that power of authority completely removes you from your humanity completely completely i mean and you can see it on in shows i was watching a show it was um locked up or something like that but basically like this like, guy was a cop the, Sp- the spanish one no 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 it's like these people go inside of a jail and they're like yeah. undercovers uh, and basically like this guy's a cop and he's an advocate to like not be on drugs and he's very strict and as soon as one of the gang leaders give him the power to be like his like you know the boss y- yeah but like you know he's still lower than him but he still has authority all of a sudden this guy had no morals all of a sudden he didn't care about what happened it's like what the stanford did. prison because he got the power all of a sudden he didn't give a fuck about his oh my god i'm sorry no, he you, didn't you care about his morals <laughs> yeah it's 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 what humans do you know it's it's sad but you know i mean that's why i feel like any like position of power it should be like a short reign mm-hmm. like just a couple of years and then you're good and, and they should also be like an age limit like i don't know it should be spread it should be a, a topic ass. of discussion on numerous occasions i think that oh, man if we could create a, a good world it would be, be good. right i mean listen to like angela davis start educating yourself like understanding the system where this power comes from where it's rooted how it's still so present it may have changed its name but it is still very much alive um and like understand a lot of the situations people are put in at this moment and why they have to act and survive is because this is not a place meant for them they're not wanted people aren't wanted it's it's a consistent violence on certain demographics that we are choosing to ignore that is and it's getting louder and louder and messier and i mean these voices have been silenced for years i mean killed imprisoned starved like i mean you you ask philosophical questions i mean what happened to aristotle you know and why it was a question of why because you're speaking too loud yeah Definitely a lot of injustice going around, but like I said before, there's always hope. There's always good in humanity, no matter how much there's bad on the opposite side. It's the yin and the yang. It's the polarities of life. There's a lot of good, but there's also a lot of bad. Paradox of hope, unfortunately, but we gotta keep it alive. And, I mean, I don't know. I'm a big believer in karma and the universe. So even, like, if right now you're, like, on your high horse, you're getting everything, but you're doing it in an unethical way, you're doing bad things or you continue to do bad things, like, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not next week, but eventually it'll come back the to The universe you. is not going to favor you. It's the heart, man. It's the heart. That's what karma listens to. That's Good what intentions universe... come full circle. You don't need, just because you do bad things to survive, 
doesn't mean you got a bad heart. Does yeah, doesn't mean you're a bad person. No, absolutely not. Doesn't mean you don't deserve a chance. Doesn't mean even the it's specifically like prisoners need more attention. I mean, the fact that one of the protests, like we went to the to the private prison that's here in Miami and you could see all of the prisoners flashing their lights like the reflection. I, Just like I we were like we see you and they and they see that we see them like and these these predicaments that we put them in like this is not rehabilitation. We're not funding rehabilitation. We're not truly like yeah. actually trying to bring people back into society. You let them what, up in a box and then the tell them they're doing the complete opposite. Yeah. Like, they like cast them the way that they talk to them, the way that they treat them, the, they don't listen to the them. The prison they don't care industrial about like, system right. is so complex that that's the issue. And like again, educate yourself on the voices that have been speaking on them, and um, understand the complexity of these things. They're so rooted, and like the layers that are presented can really just change your whole entire world. Like yeah. you open your eyes and. But like it's, it's, people say it all the time, like ignorance is bliss, you know, and that's what we live around. Yeah. Living is easier with your eyes closed, but like you oh need to God, you need yes. to wake up and like realize it is an exhausting reality. Excuse yeah. me, sorry. No, you're good. It's an ex and it's ex like an exhausting like awakening moment, but the second that you realize there's a collective group that are ready to like take hand and like fight against this, because you know what, there isn't there isn't a choice to be silenced anymore or compliant right and i'm not sure about everywhere else but in this country like with the with the prison it's mostly about money like someone gets money and and they always say that the money is the root of all evil but it's in the way you use it i think like if we're you in the united states of racism and money like yeah. that's what it's rooted that's that that's the issue and you shouldn't let it control you like i feel like if like just talking at the top of my head if you want to do something and then there's money like in the way like oh like let's say i want to follow my passion project and do this but it wouldn't make an, um, that much money if i do this that I'd, i would be miserable in like nine to five whatever like you should choose what your heart says like the passion project but it pushes you in the, the society there's pushes a fear you, yeah the fear that we not be able to follow your passion into our youth mm -hmm. it starts with the educational programs i mean we strike straight up fear and we don't teach them jack shit to, to it's always getting the best in middle school and the yes. middle school doesn't matter no but like what like, do we actually do to prepare our have... children uh like to become adults nothing absolutely we don't nothing. do anything so what we end up what we end up with is like it's shit like no one knows what to do so they're just finding ways to like take money and steal money and and um what is it stab like backstab your partner like do something like you're just trying to accumulate all of these like all of this money mm -hmm. to feel safe like a squirrel in the winter and it sucks because in a way you lose it becomes your, obsessive you lose your humanity if you let it take over because that the, you're shaking as you hand that those twenty dollars because you don't know when you'll see them again like mm -hmm. it's a fear and right. so yeah money those private prisons in itself i don't think they're rooted necessarily in money i think those people that lead them because they are private prisons we need to abolish all prisons specifically starting with private prisons i mean these are run by just a person mm -hmm. you know and what happens is is like the morals and ethics that happen within those prisons are, you, you don't know about because yeah. they're private it's a whole different world 
And so what that what's happening there is it's it's run by power. Power is money. Power is a lot of things. But money is just a branch of power. Right. So that's the root of why these things are so corrupt. And I could have a whole like hours to hour episode on how terrible the school system is and like mm, yeah well <laughs> also recommendations on how to like improve it like the simple like it's you would think that it's simple um i love gloria and jr is she the, the one that you raised on the bicycle no i never um was got the chance to ask her her name i haven't seen her i went out there the other day and i didn't see her but jr and i had like um this older woman like talk to me one day and she she made me cry <laughs> From what she was telling me, it was absolutely beautiful. It was just telling me to keep going, and that God is telling her to tell me that that I'm doing good, and like she was a very good encounter, and it was very beautiful. So it's definitely gonna be, you know, between those few people. I can't even give you a single person. I'll be honest. Uh, it's collective of different experiences and small stories interchanged that I don't even know. Um, it's like all the people that mm-hmm. we've encountered just show us small little things, moments of complete love and just <laughs> silly there was like this one night where we were just um watching one of our one of our favorite people robert just like air guitar a whole Jimi hendrix song and like with the music and it was just like wow and he was injured and he was still hitting it like he was like ow ow like doing the scream i'm like you were incredible like wow by the mall when they were all dancing and we started dancing outside with them yeah i've met like groups of like cuban men that are just like i'm like you guys the music outside and everybody's dancing they're set man they don't need anything they're set they got like they got themselves in a domino set and some cigars i'm like that's that's definitely some of the best people we've met that's where it's at Next question comes from Angie Vero, and she asks, what is the biggest challenge you've had to overcome within your organization? I think that pizza debacle. <laughs> when we had to go back to, when we ran out of food and we hit the, by the park. Oh no, it wasn't the 80 cartons of eggs. <laughs> oh my god. I feel like you guys have so many cool stories. Oh, <laughs> we got so many eggs donated, like so Oh we my! I have something. never. I felt like we were on a farm, but like, I don't know. It no, was so weird. There no, this is so many this eggs. Is like a personal hell. But they were like some of them, um, like were old or had like cracked. No, we had to drive them from Doral back and forth, like, cause this was not just one day that we got them. We received eggs like for like four weeks straight. Four weeks. Like a month straight, we received like cartons of eggs. So I would like be sh- like I would be waiting for my one of my one of my friends at the time was like helping me drive a bunch of stuff, and they would just they they always knew to do it. So it was like I would just wait for them in the morning. I'm starting to prep what I have and bought, uh, from the store, and I'm like another organization drops these off and like i know them super well and they're always like we got the eggs again i'm like no okay i'm like all right i'll do something with this. we like vowed not to do any more egg um meals after we had that. to cut it off i d- it was... i haven't seen a single egg since. yes eggs were never the same uh, after you guys don't eat eggs anymore <laughs> very cautiously <laughs> Uh, in different shapes i can't i can't see it raw it needs oh, to yeah, be i need to be fries, i need to see the omelet cooked i can't cook it myself Damn, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, final question comes from DB underscore Darian, and he asks, what's your definition of a home? That is really good. So I was saying um, how we should stop saying homeless um, because home is more of an emotional attribute, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, to feel like home can be a person. It can be a place that is not where you sleep. It can be a thought process. Um, I don't feel like calling them homeless is right. I think the houseless is a better term. We evolved. Um, due to, I don't know, I just had like a realization about that, that home is more of an emotional state of mind than it is your physical surroundings. I mean, I've lived in places I never called it home. Mm, I tell you. So, yeah. It's, yeah, I think um, home is a, definitely a feeling or a person. Uh, it can be yourself. Just the mind that you create, the mind that you cultivate for yourself. You take time to enrich yourself. Um, you can create so much safety between the bounds of your brain. Like just putting yourself in a like a that's why like I, I want to advocate so much for like self care and like if you see yourself actively not in a positive way and you don't feel like you're at home anywhere and you feel like you're lost in a crowd of people uh, there's time that you need to sit with yourself and like work on yourself and like you will create so much stability for yourself where everywhere you go you can actually help other people create homes Mm. and that's like the power of that word you know and the flexibility of it as well it's kind of like spiritual healing too absolutely because when you 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 said it earlier when you help others it it helps you too yeah it disconnects you in such a positive way yeah uh i mean i have an answer it was kind of it's kind of silly though because when i was younger you guys are familiar with adventure time absolutely yeah I saw this. I I saw the episode where I think season one where Finn and Jake, like the vampire queen, shows up and she's like, "Get out of my house! This is my house now." So they get kicked out, and the whole episode they're looking for new homes and they can like figure it out. And then towards the end, like the third act, Jake's like, "Man, it doesn't matter where we go, where we sleep, where we stay, because because you're my brother, you're my family, bro. Like home is where you make it. Like I'm your home." Like, That's beautiful. <laughs> and then I was like. Like, I was like, damn, this show about literally, like, the most, like, uh, like stuff you could, like, talk about. Like, Tommy, like, that's that lesson. That home is where you make it. I love animation because usually those shows have so much, like, deeper meanings. Mm-hmm. Rewatch even... everything as you grow. Rewatch everything. <laughs> like, a lot of them have a lot of, like, spiritual, like, you know, things in there that you wouldn't notice typically and they they refer to a lot of things um and there are also adults making these things like listen they'll speak yeah. and they'll use a way that they can communicate topics that are so so difficult for everyone else and they'll make it like funny or they'll make it more like animation the... creates a, a sense of like uh like <laughs> hypnotism Comfort, like you're just like okay i'm just watching like it's not like i really have to like pay attention too much you're not looking at the outfits you're not looking at this you because it's all kinda... the same but what they're saying uh-huh. is like yeah you don't care about the actors you don't care about anything you're kind of just engaged with like this like interesting and they make it in a way where you're just you don't so get bored and, yeah. yes. and kids find a way to listen about things that are so difficult to talk about and every other day um that's why it's like i love watching adventure time i love watching those shows because like 
I see so much emotion and a lot of the times it's characters that are like funny and quirky and hilarious and also so sensitive and emotional right. and it's I love it yeah. and I, I think a good example of that is also Bojack Horseman the way that it's I, that, okay, I love that show <laughs> can't so like go saw... from Adventure Time to Bojack Horseman I, mean, I know I know you know uh, Tweety and what are, what are the names the birds the, the photographer birds yes the paparazzi so they got a spin off of their own show and that's that's what I Actually, wanted to mention is they got their own spin off and oh, my, what's it called uh, Tweety and whatever it is. <laughs> I can't remember the name so I didn't want to mention it but it is such a good show and there are so many refer- references to spirituality like wow it taught me a lot and I was like going through my spiritual awakening at that time and I'm like oh my god it was a it's a beautiful show but it hides behind like comedy like it it makes it look cool and makes it ah ha ha it's great but yeah. some real I mean, things. yeah like you can go back from like the Simpsons oh yeah <laughs> even South Park like these are shows that really will reflect some real and deep issues yeah. and problem-solving skills that like you can actually acquire from these shows that are like meant for people with slow attention spans <laughs> you know what I mean and it's I love watching like I'm not like Midnight Gospel for instance you know and I sit there and I listen and I'm like oh I've thought of these things before but not like that yeah. or you know what I felt that and like how did they know that I was dealing with this specific issue mm-hmm. in my brain and fighting with myself for so long and something so like simple in the last like 30 minutes completely helped me like understand it right. yeah I definitely can relate Man, I gospel was mm. one of the main reasons I started this whole thing oh no way <laughs> yeah you like conversation <laughs> I love conversation. I like. I just like hearing people's stories. Mm. Everyone has their own adventures, their own stories, and I. <laughs> I feel like to learn is to listen to them, to talk, to explore. Yeah, I guess that's like why why I really do it. To be honest. Yeah, and you just you're always engaged. Yeah, for sure. I wanna. Learning. I want to thank you guys for coming on. It's been a huge pleasure. I hope, you know, maybe we can have another episode in the future. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so thank much. Thank you for, for having us. us. No, it was a really nice time. Is there anything you guys want to promote or shout out before we, we end off? Oh my gosh. On the spot like that, my brain just like. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, just the pages. Um, Ash.Miami. And then. Look up for projects that are happening and you can just follow. You don't have to do anything now. Um, we'll try and keep you engaged on things happening around. Uh, follow the other people mentioned. If you scroll down, you'll see a lot of people tagged and just check them out. Uh, yeah. Right. Just keep yourself engaged. Once again, thank you guys for coming on and thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for commenting questions and stuff. Hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a lot of fun. Thank you.